Welcome to another episode of Best of Five, where Die by Sword is starting. Hello, Die by Sword, <laughs> with the 10 gift subs. The patron saint of Best of Five, hello. He timed that perfectly. How about that instead? I appreciate it, Die by Sword. We were having wonderful discussions. We all do. Before. We all do. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we were all just talking about how, you know, workers at a really large brand are paid a fair and equal hold, hold wage on. by their CEO. Oh. Hold on. One of the... So, Die by Sword just gifted 10 subs. And I see we got one to Evans Dada, Grinning Oni, Kyo M7, Cubal EDH, Fat Cat, Zero Star X, Animate Sam, DJ Cream 13, and who? Sharpie? You were not Mr. subscribed to your own friend's channel that you were also in? I'm not compensated at all for being on this podcast. I don't None know how are. you... I have gifted... I don't... How many... How Steve, time out. How much money did I spend on this podcast right. when I wasn't even asked right. to be on here as a guest until something horrible happened last year? And then I was asked for the very first time to be featured on the show. But how much money did I spend before that point? Because I specifically yes, remember yeah, $279 right. coming out of my account, specifically for Twitch subscriptions to this channel. You're right. This is some uh, high-quality H2O. I just want to point that out. I, that's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Elon, you waited until we went live to call me out. I don't know why you did that. I didn't wait, I until, I didn't wait until we went live. Die by Sword did it. It's Die by Sword's fault. But anyway. You gonna die on that sword there, Elon? Sure am. Anyway, welcome to Best of Five, the FGC podcast that never ends, or starts, or is has a middle. Uh, we just are beings of the world. Thank you, Ace King Offsuit Jerick, for resubscribing for 42 months in a row. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Steve. What? Oh, really? Really? Really, Steve? This is what we're doing right now? <laughs> Die by sword gifting a sub to Donka. All right, good <laughs> die by sword. Sorry, Steve. Drink that water. All right. Anyway, there you go, Alon. Um, Steve. By the way, before we start the show, did you ever get your pizza from the bets a while ago? Um, we post. I got it off screen. I was gonna okay. have it in front you of got you it, guys. So we're we're clear. We're cool. We're, we're clear. We're cool. We're cool. Everything is sold. Uh, I do want to wish before we get started on the show, it's proper. It is a holiday today. Oh, so, you know, no. it's July no. 20th, oh. 720. No. So Sharpie, especially you, but Alon as well. Happy Grappler Day. Don't clap for that, Elod. It's Don't Grappler clap for that, day. Steve. It is Grappler Day. Applause is a Grappler Day tradition. That goes back to the origins of Grappler Day, the year 720. I would have given it a standing ovation if I didn't get uh, beat by a Potemkin over the weekend. So, It's what you deserve. Yeah, As such, we, we did ask people for a question of the day. Who oh. is your favorite Grappler of all time? And why? Oh. And I and I forgot to throw this uh, link in the in the doc, so it's okay. I'll just read off a couple. Okay, you read uh, a couple, Agoners, and I'll catch up. Agoners is going with Rook from Fantasy Strike because it's the only one they could properly play. Uh, 
Uh, Cigarette Eater goes plus ours Potemkin. He just feels right in in their hands. Uh, Uh, Hall of Famer Efren uh, going with T-Hawk because he is clearly Native American, despite hailing from Mexico. Uh, Good Normals uh, thinks Android 16 uh, is pretty cool, even though they don't typically play grapplers. And TVFGC says the grappler that was a concept in someone's mind, but was never created. That's their favorite. So, so I ask scummy, you folks, I ask you folks, wh- who is your favorite grappler of all time? Uh, the Nikali. only good grappler is a dead grappler. I'll be honest with you. Oh, so, uh, oh, what's the Frankenstein from VSAV? Was he a grappler? He wasn't a grappler, was he? Thanks for watching the show, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I'm the Purple Sharpie. <laughs> Victor, Victor, thank you. I'm sorry, brain. Uh, all right, anyway, so, everybody, welcome back to Best of Five. I'm back. Sorry for being away. I was moving, and then life got in the way, as it ought to do. However, we have returned. My name is Elon, and I am joined, as always, by the wonderful people who hold it down when the clown goes out of town. We have Steve, the main squeeze ace king, off Suturic, weighing in at a billion golds. A billion golds? Yep. I was going to say something about pounds, but I didn't want to be offensive. (laughs) Thank you for catching yourself there. I appreciate that. Yep. And as always, the talented, uh, the purple Sharpie, who can do any podcast and do anything with her eyes closed. It's so ridiculous because honestly, I interrupted my sleeping schedule for this and I in no way, shape or form feel like I was paid enough for it. None of us are. You, you're getting paid. Uh, you get it because I took off my sleeping. On Grappler thing. Day. On Grappler I, Day. This is literally harassment. I have told you all that I do not appreciate grapplers coming in and talking that good old propaganda to me and now i am literally being harassed by a certain day being called grappler day exclusively when i stated that i don't believe that grappler players should or ever have or have even deserved rights like this is actually high key just so rude so so i I was about to make a comparison that uh, probably shouldn't. But go ahead. Go ahead, Elon. I think starting next week, I'm going to go learn how to fight Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to go be a grappler. A real-life grappler. A real-life grappler. Good on you. Good on you. Today, your grappler's Today's the day, day I resolution. made the decision. <laughs> I'm kidding. All jokes um, aside, uh, we, we like having fun here. Uh, all jokes yeah, aside, yeah. Steve, I feel like it's been a busy weekend, huh? I feel like... Been a- Feel like we need to get to that recap. It has been a busy weekend. It's been a very rich weekend uh, because obviously, if you're a Street Fighter fan, you've probably been following the Intel World Open, uh, which has quite a bit of money at stake two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollarinos over the course of 11 regional final tournaments taking place over the past few days. But that's not the only big money event that happened. Uh, We had Smash Summit 11 this past weekend. If you are a fan of Melee, uh, you had yourself a hell of a show to watch. Mango and Zane in the grand finals. Uh, I have yet to check it 
out, but many people who I have heard from and said it's one of the best sets of all time, that grand final set between the two. Uh, rematch from last year's finale, Mango took, takes it this year over Zayn to take home 46000 bucks. Wow. Not a print, not a bad weekend of work for him. Zane, a uh, little over 23000 for his second place finish. Hungry Box and Plup rounding out the top four. They get 18000 and 15000 each. That's crazy. Also, I appreciate the bottom right of that graphic there, where even the, everybody who rounded out the top 16 got uh, got some, some nosh to, to take yeah. home. So good stuff. Every- Everyone who got invited uh, got a little bit of moolah. Hell yeah. You know, they, they, they got airfare. They got their airfare covered. For sure. Steve? What's next? Yes. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the Intel World Open. Uh, let's go to South America. Let's go in the order that these took place. Because this these started on Friday and Saturday. Uh, with the Americas. So South America, it was for the most part Brazil versus Argentina, just like it was uh, in Copa America. And once again, it was Argentina holding Brazil scoreless in the final. Frozen a 3-0 sweep over Didi Mokov uh, to take top honors in the South America region. Uh, Self-Cool and Shaka 22 rounding out the top four. Three out of the top four are coming from Argentina. Very, very strong performance from them. Yeah. Um, um, Didi Mokov was the is the Dawson player, right? Yeah, uh, we blew everybody we, away a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, we've seen a few Dalsons have some success mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Uh, w- there was a Dalson in the Europe. One of the European sets uh, came down to Dalson versus Fong. Uh, grand fi- or not the grand final, the losers final. Now that is a hell of a matchup that we don't <laughs> see very often. I, I I think I've seen that matchup exactly zero times. No, you did. Now you've seen it once. <laughs> uh, next up was North America East. Uh, this one, uh, Punk was a little bit upset after the conclusion of this one. Uh, he reported that there was a connection problem during his winner final set with Idom that cost him the set. Uh, ended up losing to Shine in the losers final, uh, but it was Idom, the Capcom Cup champion, taking it home for the east side of the, of North America. Shine and Punk rounding out the podium. Arturo, fourth place. Yeah, Dalsim again. Man, also good uh, shit to Shine, man. I feel like I haven't seen... Maybe I've been a little bit out of touch, but I feel like I haven't seen Shine's name in a hot minute, so I'm happy to see him up there. Shine had himself a run. He made it all the way through loser's bracket. There were a few players uh, in this format, and and we'll talk about this afterwards, where they started... They lost their first match on day one, and all, it was split, so all of winner's bracket was day one. All of loser's bracket was day two. Shine ran through the entire loser's bracket to make it all the way to the grand final. And there were quite a few players who made that sort of run. Good uh, to shine, man. Yeah. Uh, kicking it over to Mexico and Central America. 
it is Kusanagi who got the win over Mena RD in the grand final. Uh, Mono from Puerto Rico rounding out the podium. Uh, solving, solving two from Mexico had himself a nice little run, making it all the way to fourth place. And then rounding out the Americas on the west side, Chris CCH coming from the loser's bracket to reset reset the grand final with Nephew, get the win, knocking off Nephew, taking home that $7,500 first place prize. JB and Corey Bell rounding out the top four. Uh, then Crazy. To, yeah, then to Sunday, Monday, uh, kicking things off with the uh, Miawa bracket. This was <laughs> Middle East, I, Middle East, Africa, West Asia. Wow. Uh, and it came down to a battle of the birds. Big Bird holding off Angry Bird in the grand final uh, to get the win. Uh, Idris 22 and Dark Sword rounding out the top four. Morocco. Yeah, is that Morocco players, showing up? Yeah. Algeria and Morocco represented in wow. the top eight, along with UAE. We know UAE's got a pretty good scene, uh, but this was kind of like one of the highlights of these regional finals. You get players who don't necessarily get that opportunity to <laughs> compete on those bigger scales. They get a chance to shine. So Algeria, Morocco, you'll see some other regions as well uh, in Europe East, which was the next one. Uh, Jamie TTM, she took it all the way. She she ran through the winner's bracket and then uh, got it done in the grand final to take first place there for Russia. Mamouse from Lithuania, the, oh, your yeah. runner-up. Uh, Papoy and Zenom rounding out the top four, but you also had uh, Bulgaria represented with Kalmal and then three Polish players. Uh, rounding out that top eight. Yeah, big ups to these guys, man, because I, I hate to be a downer, but Morocco to United Arab Emirates must not have been easy. And then no. <laughs> Lithuania to Russia must not have been easy either. So big ups to them. And from what and, I hear, it was actually like super duper entertaining too. So big ups to them yeah. for not only toughing it out, but making it look good. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned... Uh, Punk had a few issues with running a tournament over long distances. Uh, Menard, after his grand final, said he's not going to run, enter any more tournaments where, you know, Dominican Republic versus Mexico mm-hmm. is not a stone's throw. Yep. Um, and even, you know, we were watching in spectator mode. Uh, there, there were some times throughout that run where, you know, you, you could see that the, the connection was struggling a little bit, so... It's unfortunate that these weren't taking place offline, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more tournament that has wrapped up, and that's the European West region. And that was won by Phenom, uh, who held it down. Takamura, oh my goodness, almost got it done. He, he's been like in that, him and Vegapatch have been in that so close. Like Vegapatch mm-hmm. especially. It feels like he. He doesn't quite get it, but he's almost always there. He's almost always in the mix. Uh, but yeah, Takamura Vega Patch, that was the Dalsum versus Fong matchup. Crazy. And it was ridiculous. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. 
Uh, we do have four more uh, that will wind up within the next 16 hours, I want to say. Uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, day one already took place. We have the brackets for these regions, starting with Oceana. Uh, BK Sama did take... Uh, did take the winner side. He is waiting for whoever comes out of that losers bracket. Uh, you see Somniac, one of Somniac and Travis Styles, two of the more popular names in the Australia tournament scene, both falling relatively early. So uh, they're going to have to make some runs, and they're both on the same side of the bracket. Or, or no, excuse me, I'm, they're on opposite sides of the bracket, but. Uh, still, only one of them is going to get a shot at BK Sama, if they even get that far. Uh, kicking it over to East Asia. Uh, this is the area that includes China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. And uh, Ding Chung Yu, the player who ran through uh, the Chinese CPT event, won through the ran through the Chinese Open uh, closed regional final. He waits in the grand final. Uh, Xiao Hai uh, and RB, that is going to be a tasty matchup in loser side top eight. Winner of that one gets Oil King. Mm. <laughs> that, is, uh, mm. that is going to be a hellacious run if any one of those three come, come through. Because uh, they still got to get the other side of the bracket and then Hot Dog 29 and then uh, DCQ, who has been on absolute fire as of late. Uh, next is Southeast Asia. And this one, a little bit of an upset. The, the winner's final came down to Brandon and Sien, and it was actually Brandon who took it. So he is the one who waits in grand finals. Sien waits in the loser's final uh, to see who will join him in that, uh, in that finale. And then uh, we close out with the Japan and South Korea bracket. This is the one that has a slightly bigger prize pool. And it's NL who rates in the grand final. A 3-0 over Tokido in the winner's final. Uh, so you have NL waiting. You've got Tokido waiting in losers' finals. You've got hellacious run anywhere you go. Because it's going to be on one side of the bracket... Mad Hawk, Pugera, and Bonchan. Uh, the other side, you've got Fudo, Sako, and that is a typo. Sako is not waiting to fight Sako. <laughs> There's your one. That's my one. Uh, that is. <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, that should actually be Fudo and Gachikun in the loser side top eight with Sako waiting the winner. So, my apologies there. How dare you make all these graphics amazingly and then make one tiny error, Steve? God, How dare Steve, you? have you no shame? I, I have no shame. How dare you do this for nothing? By the way, I apologize. Sorry. Uh, I apologize if I sound weird. I am fighting through a bit of illness right now. Uh, if I duck, if I mute my mic and duck away off screen. I am definitely not blowing my nose. I just want you to know that right now. Same. Same. All right. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm just very, very tired. 
Yeah, it's okay. That's Look, okay. We're, we're all fighting different battles, right? Speaking of battles, by the way, we were just talking about Intel World Open. Do we want to talk about their format? Like, what's the situation here? So, so as I mentioned, they've got a weird format where each of these regional finals are split over two days. So, the they they pair off everybody in in the eight finalists, and then they run all of Winterside, and then they stop. They don't run any losers brackets on uh, day one. Day two is all of losers bracket. And then grand final. So it it you know on the one side it does have the advantage of nobody has to play right after losing. So if you lose, you you've got a whole day to kind of recollect yourself, prepare for your next match. Um, but on the minus side, uh, you do have the question of momentum, where you know especially if you're in losers final or grand final, you're playing against someone who has been, you know, on a roll. They've just been winning and winning and winning. Excuse me. And in fact, four of the seven tournaments which have completed have included a person who lost the first round uh, on day one and then just ran through all of day two. None of them have won the tournament as of yet. Uh, but still, four out of seven people, four out of those seven tournaments, it's not the person coming from Losers Finals. It's the person who's coming from that first round Losers matchup and making the run. Um, what do you guys think of that? That's a long-ass day. I I feel like I like it more because it's more forgiving to players. It's really it's, It sounds really like hellish on an organizer standpoint. And really, like, kind of trash on a production standpoint. But I feel like that's kinder to players in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But man, I can't help but think of the people who wind up having to play so many matches. Like, in just that final day. And then, like, getting, like, each match getting more and more, uh, what's it called, like, intense. Like, that's impressive. So I can appreciate the shit out of that. Sorry, Steve. You're just not respecting. It's been a hot minute. Job. It's been a hot minute. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I forgive you this once, but you're on like the fourth time. Twice. Watch. Thank you. Let's I'm not watching. exaggerate here. Now I I know you did too. Uh, the, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's it's super interesting. And you know what? Is this something that we can see other people implementing? Is this a format that we can see other tournaments implementing in the future? See, this only really works if you have sort of a big break between when you start the tournament and when you finish. Mm -hmm. You know, when we are talking about offline tournaments, obviously top eight is one show. Um, so that's not necessarily going to be feasible. Uh, for these online tournaments, it's just weird that you have, you know, it, it, it just feels weird in general because, you know, you've got six days of Street Fighter. But it's not like, okay, there's two tournaments here, two, two, two. It's, okay, there's four half tournaments and then four half tournaments and then three half tournaments and three half tournaments. It all just feels a little weird and takes a bit of getting used to. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel like it's a valid format. 
I don't know if it's necessarily for every event, but I don't think it doesn't work here. I can agree with that. Yeah. Now, Steve, there was something else about these Intel World Tour open matches, games, tournaments, wasn't there? Uh, everyone was was uh, wearing some drip. Yeah. Some nice, you know, everyone kept it nice and clean. Uh, we worried about, you know, costumes. We worried about, well, is is Laura going to show off too much? We don't got to worry about that. They took care of everything because everyone is playing in tracksuits. Every single character for this entire tournament that this weekend. Do you, do you have the clip playing? We'll no. play. There we go. There we go. Everyone's wearing tracksuits. It was like these red, white, and blue Olympic-style tracksuits for everybody. And it, it, it looked a little weird. I'll be honest. I get it. I really do. I, I, it doesn't really bother me that much. I just felt it was kind of strange. Yeah, it's... Well, I think this, this boils down to... I don't know if you guys remember a couple Evos back when ESPN decided to take over when we were broadcasting to ESPN and they told players to change costumes. Like, I think it was Fudo had to change an Armika costume because yeah. it was too revealing for the television. So, I mean, it's, I, I think this is a really good solution to that problem. Am I wrong? Could they have it done anything works. else? It just seems like, okay, we like Street Fighter enough to to partner up with it, but we don't like the most visually um, apparent part of Street Fighter. Because, well, you know, to, the costumes... To be fair, like, I, I do want to add that, like, a lot of costumes inside of fighting games are very revealing. Like, they wear a oh, lot yeah. of outfits that, to be very honest, most people probably would not go outside and like polite company too. Like you wouldn't wear mm -hmm. that to like a lot of social functions, you know, if you wanted to like not be taken seriously, but just it wouldn't be appropriate in a lot of social functions. So like, it makes oh, sense oh. to me as a, as a femme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe we don't show this, especially when we're trying to get like a younger crowd inside of here, but like also 100% you have to, pick and choose. You can't be like, we're just going to make this game be super revealing with like swimsuit DLC, but also we want to make sure that that's not presented as a part of a game. Like you need to decide what type of game you want to be high key. Mm -hmm. You can't have the boast, the boast that you can't like cater to that super degenerate aspect and super hard sexuality and make money off of that. And then be like, well, you know, we want our game also to be shown to all these other people, but we want to hide that fact. You know, it, it doesn't really, doesn't really track. Something's kind of off there for me. That, yeah, that I don't at least Skullgirls is up front about it, to be very honest with you. Like a lot of people, no, I I'm serious because yeah, a yeah. lot of people say that, especially about Skullgirls. People are like, this game is very, it's a certain type of, it looks a certain way. It does this and does that. But like the reality is there's so many other games that have these mods that make like women naked or make ni women like shows their panties and it has like, you know, exposed nipples and it like has uh, swimsuits. But it's like at least Skullgirls is very upfront about what they're presenting to you. Other games will make you buy that in DLC and then be like, oh, well, we can't showcase this in a tournament. 
this isn't this is this this is too refined to be shown inside of our tournament. We can't have that. Like like just be just be real. Yeah. So and, you know, and even Skullgirls has had you know they've gone back and edited some of the gratuitous ones. The, yeah. No, yeah, that's why I'm like initial- I get it. Because I feel like, especially, like, uh, Render went back, and he was like, you know, we all the developers came together, and they were like, you know, we understand. Some of this was just straight-up gratuitous. There is no reason to have, like, her underwear be showing in this long frames, especially when the frames weren't even that active. And it was just because we wanted to show it off there. Like, that's that's what I appreciate, that type of transparency. But to pretend, like, the developers of Street Fighter specifically had that same conversation with characters like Armika... With characters like, uh, with, with, <laughs> poison? with, with characters, I'm sorry. Uh, I said poison. Yeah. Poison's a fantastic example. Poison's a fantastic example to be very honest with you, but also like, you know, it's just, it feels like there's a lot of change in perception that people like to have inside of larger games to fit a certain narrative that's that's really strange for me coming from a game that's considered smaller where we're just like up front. We're up front with what it is. Yeah, you can see your Yeah, you can see her underwear. That's what that's what it is. Of course you can see her underwear. She flipped upside down and she's wearing a skirt. Duh. You know, but it's like come on now. This is yeah. just extra as heck. So essentially this all boils down to core values. <laughs> don't fake them. The, the only you. thing yeah, the only thing that that kind of I don't know if miffs me is the right way to say it because that feels too strong. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're talking about those other characters, you're talking about DLC optional things. Um, you know, Poison's default costume is how she's presented to most of the you know that's how she's presented to the audience of Street Fighter. Cammy's mm-hmm. default costume. Gil's default costume. All of those are the default. If you're saying that the default isn't what we want to present, then maybe there's a question of, well, is the whole game what we want to present? If you're coming at it from the perspective of the IOC or any other major partner. And that's that's all I'm saying. You know, we're not talking about the cheerleader costumes or anything like that. I, I, I feel like the, like that that sort of stuff is a little different conversation. Word. I mean, it, at the end of the day, too, it's like when, like, I specifically keep thinking back to the ESPN thing with Udo's Mika, and I feel like it's one of those things where everybody who had to sign off on it had to sign off on it, but one person in the company who's a higher up who didn't get hands on it at the time saw it on TV and was upset. Right, so it's just one of those things where it's trying to please everybody, and that never that never works. So don't do that. Excuse me. Do we want to talk any more about Intel World Open? How are we feeling? Any other thoughts? Uh, I so feel last- like thirty minutes on the topic is enough, but we may be missing something. Okay, I, I, and taken. I think- I think there's a big missing. event that I wanted to hear the results from. Okay, Elon, I've been sitting here waiting to just go through the tournament results. All right, all right you're talking about the Skullgirls, um, uh, the uh, Evil Warmup, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Steve. That's exactly well, it. Yeah. But you were there. Why do you want to go over the results if you already saw it? 
I'm kidding. All right. Uh, yeah. I, you... I, I'm, a, I'm about to make Sharpie mad. Because Did you I not cover been, it? No, I haven't been including any of the warm-up results from any of the games. Oh. I'm sorry. No, don't, okay. don't, 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 no, no. It's fine. I get it. Oh, I was no. really excited for this week. Oh, it's totally no. fine. I understand. Um, I, I, I comment just for everybody change. listening. I commentated Evo for the first time. It was a big deal. I was really excited uh, about the tournament results because I felt like you know Skullgirls had finally like been included in a really big ev- uh, event that you know we weren't necessarily included in previously. So I was, was really excited. But I totally get it. It's a it's a side tournament. It's not a big deal. Um, but like Alan's gone as well. Um, Oh no, he's just not just... moving. He's, well, that, he's still there. He's worrisome. just not moving. Yeah, that's it, it, that that screen is still moving. He's just off camera right now. I I, I will say uh, I'll go over through. I don't have a graphic for it, but I will go through. Uh, PME knocked off Wing Zero in the grand final of the North America warm up. Uh, Mister Peck from the UK held off Magic for the Europe title. Uh, Latin America, it's Suki. Excuse me. Uh, the Middle East winner is Ye- Yewell. I apologize for mispronouncing that. No, that's correct, uh, I believe. Lone, Ven- Lone Vendred won the Asia title, and Pen Pen 3313 is your Jap- Japanese champion. Congrats, Pen Pen. He's been practicing specifically with Sonic Fox. It's a big deal. Ooh, fancy. That's not really condescending. I didn't mean that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to like use your potential. I didn't know you hadn't been no, covering no. them, Steve. I was just really excited. Oh, look. Do you? Uh, what was your experience like commentating even for the first time? I'm curious. Well, it was my first time commentating. It was in an online format. I did it with Kai Kennedy, the voice of Beowulf. It was really exciting. Um, I'll be honest, like it wasn't like the vision that I had for commentating Evo for the first time. You know, since it was like just a side tournament and it was online. But it was really, really exciting. It was a, it was a cool, it was cool. We had a rehearsal, and then afterwards we had like we did both. I commentated both top eight for Europe and for North America, which was really, really awesome. There was an amazing, an amazing amount of players signed up for uh, for both of the for both of the tournaments that I happened to commentate, and I was really happy to see my friends, people that I've known in the community for a really long time that have been practicing for moments like this, uh, entering and and showcasing. Very, very powerful skills. PME and Mr. Peck are both, as well as Pen Pen, are all three people who have been inside the community for a very long time and have been actively practicing on PlayStation uh, to get better at this game. And they were some of the very first people to enter the tournament as well. So it was really, really exciting to watch them prosper. And I'm super excited for the main tournament next month, which hopefully there will be inside of the recap. Um, oh, yeah. Right, definitely. Steve? Like, that's the, that's the big one, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm doing the big one. It's just, yeah. No, I understand. I get it. It's a warm up. Yeah, no, I know. It's not real, Evo. I understand. It's dumb. Be excited over that. All in all, State of Skullgirls for Evo. Thumbs up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we'll we'll do better about covering more Skullgirls next time. 
No, 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 no. Be fair. Be fair. Like, I don't want Skullgirls to get special treatment because the reality is there are other games that are also being covered, like Grand Blue, Soul Calibur, uh, and, and even bet- even bigger and better is Undernight, which, you know, Climax is coming up. So this is a really big chance mm-hmm. for Undernight to showcase their big players before Climax. Like, it's a big deal. So, like, obviously, I was just saying that there are a lot of communities that are looking f- that are looking forward to it and in training inside of this free entry tournament. And there are also a lot of people inside of these brackets who have never entered a fighting game before who did place this time around. I just, I was excited to see those people get recognized on our show is all. Well, we'll make it happen for everybody. But in- but I don't inclusive. want people to be mad at Steve. He has a very hard job. He has a very yes. hard job and he works very hard for our show literally for free. So. All right. You know what? Since we're on this, I'm kind of upset that Steve didn't cover the Gundam 2v2. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kizzy. Kizzy <laughs> commentated that, Steve. I actually did watch that. I didn't watch it. I was just kind of piling on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Did you not? It was. It actually looks like a really was fun it, game. Was to it be good? With you. I, yeah. I, I've been wanting to check it out because uh, when I lived in Philadelphia and I used to go to the Temple sessions, uh, there was always a bunch of a bunch of people playing it. And yeah. I used to watch from afar and be like, dang, that looks it looks like they're having a lot of fun, but I never got into it. So Shinobi, the head tournament organizer for Climax, actually participated in the tournament this year. Did he win? No. TOs never win. TOs yeah. never win. Well, that's why we're TOs. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Mono. Mono won once. I remember. He won a And then never again. Didn't who's the person who runs Frosty Fastings? Is that Elvin Shadow? Elvin? Yeah. Yeah. He, but I feel like Elvin he, Shadow runs Frosty so that he has people to play against. He, yeah, he, he... I remember him coming uh, for the Red Bull um, regional in Minneapolis and taking our cookies and, and... And that was fun to watch. That was totally fun to watch. <laughs> I've also never heard somebody say taking our cookies and I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. I really wanted some cookies that day. Anyway, uh, can we talk about a couple of tournament announcements? Yep, Steve. What do we have? Keep it. Keep it going. What's next? Uh, so we over this past week, we found out uh, that there are a couple of tournaments coming back. Uh, one of which is Genesis Eight, uh, the Smash and Platform Fighter tournament series. Uh, is coming back for 2022. Uh, they announced that they will run January 28th through 30th uh, in San Jose at the McEnery Convention Center for tournament action on Friday and Saturday. And then finals will be held on uh, at the San Jose Civic Center. Uh, registration for that is open. Uh, if you go to smash.gg slash G8, uh, you can register if you are so inclined. That's crazy. Uh, the San Jose Civic Center, that's pretty cool. That's pretty huge. Yeah. They, they, if you've ever seen uh, Genesis, they, they do finals big. So, mm-hmm. it, and I, I feel like stage finals, you know, Genesis obviously being one of the bigger Smash events of the year. Uh, and, and if if you if you watch if you get a chance to check it out, it will probably be a pretty good, pretty damn good set. So definitely check that out. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, the other yes, 
I was gonna ask, what other tournaments are there? Uh, Kumite in Tennessee oh. is coming back this year, and it's going to run on Halloween weekend. So October, October 29th through 31st, uh, if you want to dress up for Grand Final Sunday in your favorite grappler costume uh, to celebrate a belated grappler day, uh, that will be the time to do that. But we actually have the game list. Yep. What games are they going to play, Steve? They're running 12 games. Wow. Uh, BB Tag, DOA6, DBFZ, Stride, uh, Sam Show, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter, Smash Ultimate, Tekken 7, and then a three-hit combo of NetherRealm games. Injustice 2, MKX, and MK11. Dang, that's a lot of MK and Injustice. That's a lot. Yeah, Kumite tends to do, uh, you know, that tends to be a pretty big deal in the NRS community. Uh, you know so what I'm kind of surprised? All three. Sorry for cutting you surprised? off. Steve. That's okay. Where, where's uh, the melting blood? Isn't that coming out in September? Is that too late to set up a tournament for in October? That's a genuine question, not like a leading question. Uh, that is a good question. I just don't think they have uh, space to run it. That's running, that releases on September 30th. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems like it's a little soon to... to of course, you would... Yeah. You would love to run, you know, if if you can, but I know that space is... Mm-hmm. Uh, at a premium at a lot of events so you gotta yeah. just and i know we 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 talk about it all the time when we see uh game an- or uh tournament announcements it's like this this stuff was in the books a while ago and with the way melty like melty basically announced that they were coming out of september what like last month or maybe the month before that so it might have just been too late for them to do anything about it which is happening to a lot of other de- tournaments too which is frustrating however who knows what the future holds? Also, part of this is you got to believe that this is almost a continuation, aside from Strive, mm-hmm. uh, a continuation of the event that should have taken place in 2020. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. But uh, hey, KIT we, always we puts on have... a hell of a show, though. So, oh yeah, and uh, Blue in the chat is saying that Shinobi, who runs. Uh, uh, climax. He's saying that they'll do some sort of exhibition there. Mm-hmm. So there should be some uh, melty re- representation either way. Yeah. So it looks like a lot of people are very possibly going to be prioritizing uh, climax over over KIT specifically in the undernight and French bed community. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if you're go if you're going to you know if you're a French breadhead. Uh, you probably want to prioritize uh, Climax over pretty much any other tournament because they is, are going to do right by you down there. Is yeah. Climax... Climax is in that second week of October? Mm-hmm. Uh, Climax okay. is November. Oh, November. Sorry. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that is uh, November 20th and 21st. Okay. Third oh, wow. So, November. yeah, so they're like late November. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to map that out in my head. Um, Steve, 
Since actually, yes. Steve and Sharpie, since we're talking about Melty, mm-hmm. there's been some news about Melty. Have you heard the news about Melty? I'm hearing that there's I've, news about Melty. I've, I've sure heard the news, news, but I've not seen the news. Okay, me neither. So should we see the news together? Let's see the news. Yes. Yeah. Welcome there's to the news. Two newses. Two newses. Eatosta. Oh, it's Happy Grappler Day! I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all are trash. Y'all are trash for this one. So that is one of two little peaks we've seen. Uh, at Melty Characters. Because okay. here comes the other news. Is it also a grappler? We'll see. Better not be. <laughs> he has a knife. He can't be a grappler. <laughs> so it seems like we're going to get... Uh, you know, These were just a few days apart. So it seems like we're going to be getting uh, these little character trailers. Now, these are not announcements because they've always already been shown, but... We'll be getting these uh, not infrequently, it seems. That's nice. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, it it, it is man. yeah. It is nice to see a character trailer where you actually get to see what the character can do, and mm-hmm. you get to see some of the game systems. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, this is a little closer to release than something like KOF 15. Uh, Damn, you're just really subtweeting uh, them, huh? That you know what we we talked about this earlier. You know, it it would be nice. You know, when we had uh, when we had uh, DJ Cream here, we talked about how we haven't really seen any of the systems work uh, for KOF. Whereas, by contrast. Uh, Melty, they've put out like little videos, little snippets going in depth uh, on, you know, a lot of the systems, a lot of the mechanics. Uh, I I think, I feel like it's just a different, like, you have to remember that like French bread is still really endy, you know, like they are a very small team without a huge publisher. So they're able to do a lot more. I feel like the reason why we're seeing differences in the way they're handling things as opposed to KOF is because uh, SNK has a whole board of investors that they have to answer to when they don't get a certain level of excitement. Whereas French Bread just has to answer to the community. And they just have to show the community, hey, by the way, this is what our game looks like. Y'all are going to buy it, right? And the community will be like, yes, we're going to buy it regardless. We don't care. And if they get more stuff, they know that it's guaranteed. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot different than having to answer to a publisher and be like, well, the publisher doesn't want this type of press out before we 100 percent of this because we don't know if this is going to change before launch. You know, so it, it makes yeah. sense to me, specifically as someone who's like worked very closely with indie developers. But it's like it, there's a, so much red tape when you start getting into these really big production companies that like you just wouldn't think there'd be red tape for. Yeah, And the other thing, too, like. Sorry, but playing off of that is like uh, much like the what you were saying, Sharpie. It's like I feel like some of these smaller companies also know how to speak our language a lot better than the bigger companies. So that's why we see a trailer like this, and we're like, sorry, I almost lost my camera. 
Yeah. Uh, we see a trailer like this, and we have DJ Cream in our chat saying, whoever made this trailer knows how to play Melty. Where it's one we, of those things you know. where it's like, I just wish, I, I understand why bigger publishers don't allow developers to say any and everything, especially as someone who came from a game where a developer was allowed to say any and everything. Like, it makes sense to me, but it's also like, they're also really hurting their community outreach because then, from a consumer point of side, the exact same thing with Steve happens where it's like you watch other games and other communities where the developers are actually in touch with the community and actively know what that community wants and they, they don't have anything stopping them from saying anything. It's it's a significantly different advertising and marketing technique that I feel has a better payoff. The worst aspect of it is that it does put a developer team at a higher risk if the community mm -hmm. doesn't like something and there's no there's no disconnection. There's no community manager if something goes wrong. You know, that just all 100% goes back on that same developer team. So it's 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 a big gamble, but when you know what works, it works. And and the other thing is too, like with KOF, it's not coming out till 2022. Mm -hmm. So there, some of that stuff might not be sorted out yet. Some of that might be, you know, still up in the air. With Understandable. Melty, it's coming out in eight weeks. Yeah. Eight, nine weeks. That's got to be drilled in, drilled down now. So there's no, you can't really not show it at this point. Whereas for KOF, you still have the option of holding off on that stuff for a while. They're not mm -hmm. at that point quite yet. Anything else we want to say about Melty before we move on to the next topic? Uh, Play Melty no. Blood. Hypalumina coming out. Can I be really, really honest? I feel like there's a lot of people playing, putting too many stakes in Melty, where they're thinking since Strive obviously is very different from Exerd, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people take issue with that. I think I feel like a lot of people who are disappointed with how Strive came out are putting all of their eggs in the Melty basket. I feel like I feel like regardless of how regardless of how people are choosing to give Melty a chance. I'm just happy that Melty Blood is getting a chance to be very honest yeah. with you. As someone who's inside Blood. of like a, a smaller anime community, Melty Blood is a very good game. It's very well it's very well made. It's always been a very well made type of game. All the games that Melty that the French Bread team has made have all really been love letters to every single fighting game in existence, specifically like the nineties era of arcade fighting games. And I'm just I'm really happy that the development team of French Bread is still able to actively survive and continue making, obviously, a genre that doesn't typically get a lot of attention. I think as long as at least one brand new person plays Melty and loves it, I, I feel like that's a success, to be very honest with you. I don't care if they happen to join the game just because they're like, yeah, Strive was a big deal and maybe now Melty will believe that. I don't really care. I'm just happy to see that. Because for me, one win for a small anime independently made fighting game is a win for all really small independently made anime fighting games to be very honest like it just i'm happy to see their success and i'm very happy for the melty blood community it's it's been a long time that they've deserved deserved a new game i'm really yep. happy for them agreed melty and in 2021 with, who saw that coming nobody and, and with you know with the delay of kof and with uh uh, Project L not coming out for quite some time. Yeah, they've sort of got the new release spotlight to themselves. The timing has worked out pretty well for them, so mm -hmm. they're getting a. You know, they're not facing nearly as much competition as some of the previous releases have. So 
you know, may, maybe it's not so many, so much uh, people hitching their wagons to it as as much as it is people getting a chance to really look at it and invest in it uh, and not having to worry about, oh, there's this other game that I'm interested in on the horizon as well. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's a spotlight that, to be very honest with you, a lot of these same games weren't necessarily given just because we kept getting release of release of release of Street Fighters and Tekkens and Mortal Kombats. And it's like publishers can afford to do that, you know? Uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the NetherRealms developers was even like, yo, what do you want to see a reboot of? Remember? And like everybody was like naming off Mortal Kombat games they'd be very happy to see. These smaller games that you don't you don't get to see that type of questioning because it probably won't happen. <laughs> we just have to be happy with what we have. And I'm just it's nice to come out of a pandemic where so much of the anime fighting game community was really honestly suffering. And we to be very honest, like this entire year has been a really big win for us this entire year. Yeah. And speaking of big years. For anime and for the fighting game community in general. Uh, this was also a big year for Best of Five as well, because we came to the realization that a lot of these developers hate us. What? And they, they hate us because they keep putting announcement trailers after our show. And we keep saying, <laughs> Wednesday, not Wednesday, please do it Tuesday. And you know who really kicked the bucket this week? They did it Arxis. Tuesday. Arxis. They decided to release a trailer Tuesday. Hooray! We get to talk about... It's 30 minutes after we're done. What the what in the world is going Thank on? Thank you for considering future Steve's, you know, thoughts there. Elon. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm getting heated, too, so this is difficult. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So, you get to watch new Strive trailers 30 minutes after our show. We're not going to talk about it until next week because they're jerks. But enjoy... The Strive stuff later today. I, I will okay. be, I will be running through the streets in my underwear if it's Elfeld. I just want to see the world burn. That's all I want. You smell that? <coughs> I can't smell anything, but uh, <coughs> I, I, I think like I know what you're getting at. <coughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> That I'm not like sorry. I'm field. not sorry about it. Anybody who wants elephant bat can literally hold this. F all y'all. Nah. Nah. Wow. Nah. Nah. Sharpie, do you need a hug? On no. I need elephant to not be in this freaking game, to be very honest with you. It's a good game. Why would you even suggest adding her to be very look in chat i'm a lost soul fan she's cool can we am i a mod can i shoot them what is going on no follow no. this is 2008 no. can we perma ban no no <laughs> you, you maybe later no let, let, but, let's take a breath let's let's deeply I just, you you just be you just be coming in here saying whatever steve not even considering feelings of people that play the game like it's just it's rude is rude. I don't want to see her in this game again. I will be very upset. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Let all right, Ram live. Like, she's only been top tier for like a month. Can we let Ram live high key? Is she considered top tier? What? Yes. Yes. What? Yeah, she's definitely considered like top four or top five. No, let's, no contest, let's, to be very honest. Let's, 
let's calm down. I'm calm. Let's breathe. Let's let's do some aromatherapy. Yeah, because that it, you know it, this it smells it smells like blazing. It does. Please add you know the womp womp psyum defect right there. Like just you know do what it. that is though. That's that's not the blazing. Oh no! That's is that the, the smell of the game. That's the smell of the game. Why don't you all let's get some guilty gear perfume and really smell like blazing? Society, society. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so, so crazy. This- Even with this, people still literally will not shower. <laughs> oh no! This this does. This is gonna make it worse. This, yeah, because people will just slap on uh, cologne and think that's okay. Uh, but we are all right. Uh, let's back it up a bit. Uh, this is uh, from a company called Fairy Tale Perfume in Japan. Uh, they worked with uh, they they released a perfume for uh, Hatsune Miku, and now they have partnered with Arc System Works to release a pair of Guilty Gear Strive Eau de Parfums. Uh, you've got Soul. His scent is based on rugged masculinity. Uh, it is <laughs> it is a, a smoky scent uh, with hints of oh. lemon, cinnamon bark, vanilla, cocoa, patchouli, musk, and sandalwood. That uh, Kai... Gross. Sandalwood is Hi. how you know it's very masculine. Like, like my fiance is all about sandalwood. Right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I was told I had a deodorant preference, and then she found some sandalwood stuff and was like, nope, yep. this is yours now. Yep. Uh, um, and, but Kai, if you want to go a different direction, Kai uh, goes for a lighter floral scent. Uh, it includes hints of lemon, bergamot, black tea, jasmine, rose, vanilla, and musk. Uh, these scents, like I said, they are va- available th- through Fairy Tale Perfume if you live in Japan. They do not ship internationally. Uh, but if you are Japanese or live in Japan or have access to a Japanese uh, mailing box, it, each scent can be yours for 3300 yen, about 33 bucks. Sounds gross. That's a lot of money. You could literally take a shower for less money than that. D- d- literally, it, it soap doesn't... and water cost ten dollars. Why? S-O-O-D. Is, why is one of the scents called musk? Oh, that's an that's an actual smell. Is it ambergris? The whale no. vomit. <laughs> no. Do, no. Do you hold on? Now, Ilan, Musk is an actual I, scent, though. You you say this is, you say this is uh, terrible. I I I ask you to pull up this link that I just threw in chat. All right, hold okay, on. Here we, we can go. Compare and contrast. This should have been the question of the day. Always this should have been the real when, question. It's always day. terrifying when Steve's like, "Yeah, just go ahead and take it, take a look at the chat." I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Every single time, I'm like, "Oh no!" Here we bad, go. It's coming. Bad things happen. Um, 
Because we remember this one, don't we, Alon? I remember. And it was still bad then. I don't, I don't know why you're... Anyway, this is what Steve's talking about when we had the Street Fighter perfume. Let's take a look at... The, scroll the down to that picture. Scroll down There's to a that video. Picture. There's a video. I don't know if we could... Pl- can we play that video? I don't think There's no can. sound. I'm going to turn the audio off on it. Okay. It's really okay, good bad. Good thing I turned the audio off because it's redlining. <laughs> oh my god, please get... Can I delete this? Yeah, I'm deleting this. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the Chun-Ling one is so much worse. Oh my god. The, the, the Chun-Li picture, though. She just looks so happy to be in that fight. They always like, do like, that with women. They always, like, hella sell the perfume. Like, it's just making the woman the happiest she could possibly be because she smells nice now. Pull, like, pull that back key? up. Please, please. It's gone. A lot. I deleted Please it. pull it back. I just Don't. want to show that picture. I just want you to zoom in on that picture. Don't ever show that picture ever again in polite company, please. Uh, hold on. Oh, we are oh, not polite man. company. We are not polite company. And just the fact that you linked the Kotaku article already makes me slightly sick. Why? That's because they don't like mobile games? Yeah. God. Okay. All right. Zoom in on that picture. Please open that picture in a new tab. I open the picture in a new tab when I can just do this. Okay. Chun Lee's happy. But look at Ryu. Look at that smugness. Look how they look edited his model smugness. there. Jeez. Like, like. Like Wait, she, when was this released? 2019. Oh, so Fortnite wasn't the first time we saw Ryu smile. Stop it. Oh, that's that's a conspiracy theory. We need to check that out. Anyway, I'm gonna delete this off of my. I don't want it. I don't want to see this ever again. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. I've I've subjected you to enough. All right. Thank uh, you for indulging me. You're welcome. Uh, so anyway, like Steve said, if you live in Japan and you want to smell like blazing, please purchase the stinky deodorant. Or not deodorant. What's it called? Cologne? It's cologne and perfume. The specific word, the technical word for it is fragrance. If you want to be unisex about it, the fragrance. So, Steve, you added something to the doc, like literally 30 seconds ago, because I believe this is, is this breaking news at all or no? It's not quite breaking news, but it did drop uh, after I had finished up my note-taking. Panda Global just announced a couple of pickups. They added Giuna uh, to their roster, as well as St. Cola. St. Cola, if you've Mm -hmm. been watching any of the Intel World Open, he has been holding it down on commentary. Uh, Giuna obviously does a lot of things uh, in Japan. Uh, with the Tokyo Gaming Sphere, uh, Anime Illuminati, he, he runs that account. So uh, congratulations to both of those guys. Uh, hope to see a lot of great things from them in the future. Man, big ups to Panda Global for picking up content creators as well as players, man. Feels happy, man. And, and honestly, Cola has been on the grind mm-hmm. in the last year and a half. Like... I, I, I think out of everyone in the community, in terms of content game, in terms of getting on the commentary grind, 
I don't think I, I would put anyone ahead of Cola in terms of what they've done to raise their their stock. Mm-hmm. Um, he has worked his ass off. Uh, so good to see that getting recognized and rewarded. So. Yep. All right. Next thing, Steve. I hear. So first of all, I was out last week, but uh, we had uh, the big announcement the that shook the world. And it's that Nintendo, or not Nintendo, jeez. I'm already screwing up the names. Nickelodeon is stepping into the Nintendo world. They're going to go toe-to-toe with Smash. And they made their own Nickelodeon All-Stars brawl. And I got to be honest, man. If Doug Dimma domain in the game, not going to buy it. However, uh, there was a bit of an announcement as far as uh, pricing goes. Right, Steve? Um, no. Not an official announcement, uh, but uh, it was revealed once the game went live that you could pre-order the game through sites like Target, GameStop, Walmart. Uh, The launch price uh, for Xbox Series X, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 4, excuse me, PlayStation 5, and Switch have all been confirmed to be forty nine ninety nine. All right, not sixty, so, not seventy. So hey, it's not sixty, it's not seventy, but it's not thirty or forty. Right. So this is this is real new game. Like mm-hmm. if you're picking this up, you probably picking this up. Man, the fact that they have Invader Zim in there is so sick, though. Like I'm a fan, but you know. I just think they need what's that uh that series Action Force Heroes or Action Team with Meltman Action League Now Action League Now thank you Meltman with the power to with the power to melt melt (laughs) we need we need that in the game where's the dancing lobsters you know Sharpie don't know about that Action League Now (laughs) greatest she does not want to know about that Action League Now. Can we get the can we get the kid from uh that what was that game on Nickelodeon the game show where you had someone come in and they had like something special? What was it called? America's you know Funniest about? Home Videos. No, 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 no. no, no. And they they um, would bring I a kid out. I know what you're doing. Yeah, they would bring a kid out, and there would be like something unusual about that kid, and they figure it out. Thank you, DJ Creep. Thank figure you. Figure it out. Yeah, can we get the kid All from Figure remember- It Out that had like the world's longest rat tail in the game? All I could remember is Lori Beth Denberg was <laughs> like she was a permanent panelist on that show. Dude, also and- let's get Lori Beth Denberg in this game, please. <laughs> Dude, honestly, if the aggro crag is not a stage, that's the biggest waste of oh, anything. Oh it's the God. biggest waste of anything. Alright? <laughs> no aggro crag, no buy. Sharpie is having None of this. Exactly zero. <laughs> it's it's y'all, y'all, we 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 covered it last week. And I feel I know, like but I wasn't here. I'm oh, sorry. Is that is that how that works now? Yes. If Elon's not here, we recover it. Yes. I just wanted to throw in my my two cents. I totally I understand. I totally get it. I also wanted to shout out just as an aside, um, I wasn't here when we were covering um a very specific topic of um, you know, how terrible grapplers are. You know, I just I feel like it's important that we dedicate like the last 12 minutes to discussing that. Okay, we do have 
Well, okay. For, before we do that, I will. I will give you the twelve minutes. I promise. Don't. I'll give please you 12, don't. I'll give you ten God, minutes. I'll give you ten minutes. I'm even that. gonna. I'm even gonna put up a timer. You ask for it, you're getting it. But I do want to bring up one thing. First, Valve's Steam Deck. Is that the future of tournaments? No. I I, I feel like. If we want to have a real conversation about this, we can, because a very important tournament organizer actually commented on it, and I feel like that does warrant a conversation. We're going to have to save it for next week, because we have idea. your 10-minute your discussion. And the other thing is, uh, according to the doc, Steve, I think you might have some more information about it than I do. Uh, there's rumors of a new Persona 4 Arena. Uh, not, quite, not quite new, but... A new coat of polish. Uh, so this comes from Zippo, a person who has done was uh, leaked a lot of things for uh, Nintendo. Uh, accuracy has been pretty good, not perfect, but pretty good. Um, and one of the things they've leaked is that uh, there is a remaster of Persona for Ultimax in the works. Uh, now. This is obviously unconfirmed. This is just a rumor. Uh, but this is, we are coming up on the 25th anniversary of the Persona series. And uh, we are going to get seven Persona-related announcements throughout that year to celebrate the anniversary. The mm -hmm. first of those will be in September. That part has been confirmed. Obviously... Whether it's uh, P for you is not confirmed, but you know we've seen obviously the uh, Virtua Fighter remaster, uh, so it's not exactly out of left field here. Do do you think that it's gonna happen? Why not? You know why not? Sega, I'm sure Sega's happy with how Virtua Fighter went out. Mm -hmm. It received a lot of really good press. People are still playing it, so why not? Now, we do have exactly 10 minutes left. Sharpie, I'm going to start your timer, and you're on. For real? For I actually real. get to do this? Go for it. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, now, really quickly, before, before you actually start that timer, because it's not moving, I want you to take a look at the chat. Real quick, oh, no, Elon. Now you're making me do work. No, no, no. You have to do work for my segment. It's very important. This okay. is an impromptu segment, and like y'all are getting a full Sharpie segment. This is a very important segment, everyone. Now look, I know, I know I commandeered these last 10 minutes to talk about how much I hate grapplers, but there's a more important cause I don't want to talk about. Y'all, there's a brand new independent fighting game that is currently on Kickstarter right now. It has been funded by people like Wooly. It has been funded by people like Tom Cannon, one of the creators of GGPO, as well as the brand new uh, yet-to-be-released Project L game. And this game is something that a lot of people have been watching for a really long time. Let's go ahead and run that trailer.
Okay. So, you all saw how crazy this game is, right? You guys are probably getting Samurai Shampoo, Samurai Champloo. Oh my god, I lost four minutes from that trailer. You know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. I don't care. Uh, Y'all are probably getting Samurai Champloo vibes. You probably, uh, you all are probably getting, like, really, really crazy Skullgirls vibes. You guys are probably getting, like, you know, a little bit, a little bit of KI influence there. And that's because this game is fantastic. It is literally being created by two people, I believe, two brothers that really have a huge desire for fighting games that have been working on this game in their spare time. And the most important thing here is it was given the Tom Cannon seal of approval, all right? He believes in this team. This is a big deal. This is a big deal once again, all right? Uh, one of the people who basically made Rising Thunder is looking at this and he's like, yo, a two-person indie team made this. The game looks sick. I believe in it, all right? And, and this is... This is Pure speculation. It's pure speculation for me right here. I'll be very honest. There is a $10,000 tier currently on Kickstarter that one person is backed right now. That is the Phantom. That is the Phantom. Uh, the Phantom... Uh, reward and what it does it allows you to loom over every aspect of the project you will have direct communication with the team you'll be can offer ideas get feedback and even sit in on some of the meetings you'll be an integral component to the development of the team um, and your generosity gives you a place of the credits a discord role all the rewards of the previous tier yada 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 right someone really believes in this game someone tom cannon and a plethora of other people genuinely believe in this game i am hopefully requesting and patiently and very, very adamantly asking all of our viewers and listeners to go over to the Kickstarter, give what you can, all right? This game looks amazing, and I'm going to be very honest, this kicks they've already reached their goal, they've reached the uh, $20,000 goal that they set, but they still have a bunch of stretch goals here. One is tag team mode, one was adding anime-like scenes and story mode, one was an extra character and stage at launch for another $10,000. Uh, they're trying to get all the way up to $150,000 before August 15th. That is not a lot of time. I am personally going to be streaming and I'm going to be trying to kickstart to actually get up to the $10,000 uh, reward because I personally am very invested in this game and I'm gonna be very honest with y'all I don't have $10,000 to do it. Ultimately, I want to get up to the $2,000 reward because I would really like to make a character of my own and put her and voice her inside of this game But that's $2,000 that I'm gonna be very honest. I don't have Ideally, I get to the $10,000 tier and I'm able to donate all of that directly into their game um, but yeah if you, if you would like to support them directly, go over to the Kickstarter, drop them some money. Otherwise, you can come to my stream where I'm going to be basically saving up some of my money over the next couple of weeks and uh, trying to put it inside of here so I can actually get a character in this game. But yeah, definitely give them some love, y'all. Like, they've, they've been working for a very long time on this game. I've seen quite a few works in progress of it, and it's really, really awesome. It's really, really cool. There's a lot that they have going on here, and it's a, it's a really... It's a really a really awesome project, I think. It's a really big deal. I think this is like, a lot of people have been saying, what's gonna be the next Skullgirls? You know, Skullgirls was such a big deal, so on and so forth. This right here, this, I'm calling it literally right now, this is going to be the very next Skullgirls. And with my final minute, I'd like to say why the character that I create will not be a grappler, okay? Look, grapplers are disgusting. Grapplers are stupid. Grapplers literally pick their nose, okay? Like, they don't have brain power to function. Why would I ever create a character that is a grappler, you know? I would never, I would never in my life 
Never in my life. So if I do create a character, I can promise you it will not have any grabs whatsoever. There won't even be emphasis. Whenever the character gets grabbed, as a matter of fact, I will make sure that there's a voice line that makes the opponent feel bad for grabbing you. That's my commitment, all right? Wow. Oh, sorry. God, God, Elon, come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I really appreciate it. I still got 15 seconds on the mic, so I just want to say that every single person who mains a grappler literally was a mistake. That's all I like to say. That's not a scrub quote. It's just the truth. It's the literal, literal truth, okay? Thank you. And with that said, happy Grappler Day! <laughs> Thank you, Every real podcast has a sign-off phrase. Good night, Thank you, everybody, Canada. for watching the show. Good night. Social medias, etc. So long. 30 everybody minutes uh, for the Strive character. Yeah, Strive. Hold on. I, I can't find the button to end this show. We're never ending. <laughs> we live out. here now. I'm freaking out. All right, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Good Have night. a good... Uh, done. Bye. Okay.